Prince Cook Street Mighty Are We Alia Podcast Strong as ten regular pads We fought the galloping swords 100 dead guys with swords Who's good to set those guys in the lords Prince Cook Street Welcome to the Rotten Potatoes Podcast, brought to you by Denver, Colorado's Cook Street Productions. My name is Travis, and I'll be your host tonight. Uh, we're going to start by having each of you introduce yourself and mention something, you know, music, movies, film, TV, books, comic strips, whatever it is that's captivated your, maybe a Facebook thread that's captivated your attention uh, since the last time we did a podcast. Can we, can we not do comic strips? Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like the last two No, actually, that's too all many we comics. We're going to watch Doonesbury. Watch it. <laughs> <laughs> you stand there and I move it in front of you quickly to try and make it look like a cartoon. Uh, I'll go first. My name's Justin. I'm going to sit like this for the whole thing. He is laying down, not sitting. <laughs> um, I, uh, what's captivated my attention is not a good thing. Um, but I saw straight out of Compton, and uh, I uh, I don't get it. I don't get hmm. the fuss because it's ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's right? crazy. And it's made one hundred and forty million dollars. It's wow. been top of box office three weeks in a row. Ooh la la. The budget was twenty five. Wow. So I'm kind of surprised we didn't do a Rotten Potatoes for that movie. If we had, what would you guys have guessed? They're not important to me. 50. Is that weird? That's part of the yeah. concern. Yeah. yeah, I would have said forty or fifty. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we sixty would have been the highest I could have gone. Yeah, and I think part of it is just I don't like what's a good music yeah. biopic, right? That's Walk a, the line. I think like yeah, it's just right. what's the story? I mean, that's what they get criticized for. Is it just becomes a hit by hit? Right. It's just a jukebox of, and then I wrote this song, and right. everyone loved it. And yeah, the, it's a the, fall from grace with drugs and all. <laughs> that. The best one is like the. The what the Tom Hanks one the doing the doing that thing we do that thing you do yeah that thing you do and that's mm. not real yeah <laughs> no it's a it's a fake bio yeah. well do you count the Johnny Cat like Walk the Line and stuff that was yeah. people like that yeah. yeah they like them but like do you like oh, do you yeah. want to see them a second time ever? right like the story I just don't think the story is ever that good yeah. it's just it's entertaining and it was Straight Outta Compton was very entertaining you should still see it yeah <laughs> sure. and like it was well done at points um, but yeah the thing with NWA is they're not interesting. No. They don't have many good songs. No. Right. It, I was thinking about today, it'd be like making a movie about the Fab Five. Right. Which wouldn't be good, but everyone thinks in their head, like, oh, yeah, man, they were defiant. Yeah. They came around at a time when they were like, fuck this. Right. right. But they didn't That's really do anything. Right. People love that. Um, yeah. 30 for 30. 30 for 30. Yeah. Right, the Fab Five. And I think an NWA documentary would be interesting. I can name one NWA song. Yeah. I mean, no, two. Too, yeah. But I can name one that I like. By name, I couldn't. Express yourself. Uh, yeah, and so they and so that song is in it for like five seconds. It's a great song. Which that's is, their best song. It's a great song. Because it's their happy one. So yeah, yeah. Right. express it fit. yourself. It doesn't really yeah. fit with the whole. Yeah. So it's all gritty. about capabilities. Yeah. Now I'm living in it's correctional great. facilities. But I like should've. in general, what pissed me off was the the and I shouldn't be so hard on it, but it's just so convenient the way these songs are being written. Like they're accosted by the police outside. And Giamatti, who's the manager. Hmm. Good God. He's, a, he's the manager in the Beach Boys movie, too. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, that's funny. Yeah, he just plays slimy and fat. Yeah. Um, he, he's like, <laughs> what are you doing? We're working here. And they're like, you know, oh, it's, it's the fucking it's a black cop that says, rap music, that's not art. Or something like that. Then they go inside and Ice Cube's like, I got an idea for a song. It's like, fuck the police. Oh, yeah. And then they're big. They're famous. Right. And then the rest of the movie is just contract disputes, mm. which is not that interesting. Yeah. No. Um, and then, like, they go off in solo stuff. And the one thing that really pissed me off was so that you meet Snoop Dogg. NWA is dissolved at this point. Dre is clearly about to do the chronic and great stuff. And he's writing, like, the piano in nothing but a G thing, like, in his mansion. It's just like, do 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 and he's like, oh, I finally got it. And then Snoop comes down. Young Snoop comes down the stairs like, yo, let me wrap on this. One, two, three, into the phone. And Dre's like, Dre does like the call and response. It's exactly the first verse as it was. Right. Like, okay. And they just, so, they just, just improv. Perfectly. 
It's produced by Easy es widow Ice Cube, or Cube right. Vision. I assume that's his company. Yeah. And <laughs> they're all, they all have a hand. And Dre, they all have a hand in it. So they all, the only thing, only bad things that you see is them, like, fucking a lot on the tour bus. And being sexist. So it's just boys will be boys. Right. Like, oh, yeah. man, look at the orgies we had. There's no real uh, otherwise, flaws. Otherwise, the they have phone calls at the end that's like, Hey man, I just wanted you to know. I'm sorry about how things turned out. Yeah, it's like, right. yeah, I, I, we let money divide us. Right. It's so That's whitewashed. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the credits roll, and it's just clips of Cube and Dre after N.W.A. Like Cube in uh, Three Kings and Are You There Yet? Real like his clips. film career. Yeah. Okay. Like archival footage of this is what Cube went on to right. do. Right. And Dre like interviews with Eminem and 50 right. Cent and saying like, man, I owe everything to Dr. Dre. And then they show uh, like an Apple, like a news a, a, a news clip of saying, today Dre's Beats headphones bought for headphones. $500 million from Apple. And it's like, what? what? It's <laughs> just, what you sell it? You're selling me headphones? I get it, Dre. You're great. Did you die? <laughs> Do we need to eulogize everything about your fucking life i feel like his entire career post nwa has well that's not fair but like since i've been post like 1995 something like that has been that dr dre is great right it's like yeah. reminding you that dr dre is great like yeah. i've obviously forgot about dre but like that <laughs> but you that, didn't forget no <laughs> i didn't about dre never okay. i know never <laughs> thanks justin uh, my name's Evan, and I have switched to Comcast. What's captivated my attention is how I can't get the DVR to stop at the right time. You <laughs> mm. press play, and it's like yeah. a two-second oh. delay. To be fair, I mean, our listeners seconds. don't know this, but you are uh, this is your biggest skill set in He's the world. Probably. He's a remote control assassin. There was, I've never seen I, anything. And also, the, the anxiety I feel holding a remote when Evan's <laughs> in the room is off the charts. If yeah. there was any way yeah. to monetize this skill, yeah. I'd be I'd be very happy. So but what's going on, man? It's it's radio frequency, I believe, which is mm. nice, so it doesn't have to be pointed right at the cable box, but who's not pointing at the cable box? We're conditioned at this point. Right. Um, and so you press play, and it just... It goes too long and doesn't jump back enough. DirecTV used to jump back the 15 seconds if you're if you're fast forwarding at the three sure. times the three times uh, fast forward. Is that your go-to three times? I go to the three, but with Comcast That's they're bold. making it tough. I'm no, like, because DirecTV jumps back enough; it's never a problem. But yeah, with Comcast it's definitely an issue. I have to do the times three, press play, and then hit replay button immediately. The 15 second replay button. From my perspective. This is the thing that has captivated your attention more than any of the ones before. Like, <laughs> this is like got your heart. Yeah, because everything else is a TV show. This is the medium's the message. <laughs> That's right. right. Yeah. This is like how this am I going to how am I going to watch Naked and Afraid XL <laughs> yeah. if I have to jump back every five seconds? Yeah. It's just is your is your living girlfriend also frustrated by this, or is this unique to you? Um, she's frustrated by my complaining about it every time that I fast forward Bachelor in Paradise. But sure. besides that, she's pretty unaffected. That's cool, man. That's All what right. the podcast is for. Just I, uh, group therapy. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping to uh, really raise awareness. Um, <laughs> I'm making is wristbands. Is that what that wristband is? Yeah, I'm yeah. making wristbands. You're uh, an ambassador. Uh, yeah. That's great. It's got to bring it back. What are you an ambassador for? Oh, boy. Well, as far as captivating my attention, if you're talking view count... Thing I've spent the most time doing or most clicks watching, it's um, three little French princesses oh. singing me pop songs. Oh. Ellie J, oh. Louisa, no, mm. Louise, Elisa, mm. and Juliet. Juliet. Oh my god, have you guys seen this yet? Nope. Yeah, so I did check it out right before this podcast, and holy shit. Wow. Um, <laughs> I'm so sad that they don't have original stuff. Yeah, they might. I I think they might. I've checked. But I meant yeah. <laughs> I went pretty deep. I don't think yeah. they do, but, but they, but they will. Now. I'm not yeah. I'm not worried about it. Yeah. <laughs> so they're just three they seem to me maybe twenty to twenty two year old French girls. Yeah. Um one has dreads and plays the cello. The other two are just hot and sing. <laughs> not and, um, not just hot. No, yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> um and they I guess the, I they're big they're big um Money makers. <laughs> the big view counts are on videos from like where they do a summer mashup of all like the biggest pop songs. Mm-hmm. But they throw in like French rap and it's a lot Spanish of French stuff. Songs. Yeah. And it is just great. It's so good. You gotta check it out. It's L dot E dot J dot. Yeah. What is it? Period? Is it dot? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I say weird. dot for web addresses. It is um 
It is interesting that there's I like that. this isn't like they're not the first. I said period. <laughs> Gmail period. Travis Litter Gmail period. Gmail period com. Um, this is taking a while, but my name is Travis. Uh, what's captivated my interest this week? I mean, frankly, it's LEJ. You know, I'm going to try and come up with a different answer. Um, it's not the Comcast DVR? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a real problem. Um, this, like, 2001, 2000, like, through 2003 indie, people are going to call it emo resurgence is fascinating all of the bands that like as a 20 year old i listen to um or whatever uh are touring now yeah all of them yeah so like if if i went through my cd like the last time i bought cds all of the last CDs I bought all of those bands have broken up and started touring again yeah so i went well, to a concert they're recently. broke yeah and nostalgia's real <laughs> yeah, but like super, super directed at that yeah. that group. I and it's because we're old enough to pay for tickets. I think what it is is that yeah, we is ripped that, all their music in college. Yeah, yeah, you know, we were twenty year olds as we listened to this music, and then as other things became popular, we circled back around. It's like, oh, you know who was great was Saves the Day, <laughs> and they yeah. weren't. Well, stay what you are is a good. Idea. But either way, all of these bands are touring. I looked it up recently, like just are. out of curiosity, and they're. There's like 15 of these bands from, you know, like these these re- these record labels like Vagrant and Drive Elm, Through, Drive Through. All of the all of these people are touring now. So I went to go see Thrice recently, which was a band I just was obsessed with when I was a you know 17. You saw who three kid. times? Right, right. <laughs> it was fascinating looking at the people at that concert. Right, because there was tons of people there who were under. 25 yeah there was all these girls there with their boyfriends who were probably like 22 23 years old and i don't understand the entrance into that music like how do how do you get into you know like screamo and and like really really uh, like further seems forever that kind of stuff did we get into any music that was like 10 years old when we were in college we didn't but our we weren't embracing vintage as a generation much. Like these kids are also wearing clothing that I'm surprised they're wearing. Yeah, <laughs> they're embracing an earlier time. True, but these guys sound hot. How young were they? Twenty three. <laughs> well, but I, <laughs> I watched. Boyfriends. <laughs> yeah. It was funny you said girls with their boyfriends instead of couples. <laughs> yeah, I assume they're girls, with, girls. Their, with their boyfriends. Yeah. yeah. It shows I, as soon as I said it, I was wondering yeah. who was going to point it out. <laughs> um, well, as always, we'll be betting on the Rotten Tomato score for a movie that's in theaters right now. Um, whoever is furthest away from the score will have to go see the movie alone. Uh, probably have to do this that. This is the first one I don't know the name of the movie. I was about to say, I think it's... Every, <laughs> friends is in it. Everyone just, loves our friends. We're just we kinda, are we're just friends. friends. We're, we we are have all friends. the friends. We are your friends. No joke, I got a text message at 5.33 tonight from, uh, from my friend and listener of this podcast, John Lamon, who said... Hey, have you seen We Are Your Friends? And I said, friends. no, should I? Not knowing that it was what we are doing. This is, this is, we are podcasting that movie. Today. We already had the plan and you had no idea that was the. We Are it's Your Friends. It's a bad title, How right? much research have you done then? Well, I did some after that. Yeah. great. Uh, well, before we talk about this week's movie, we're going to just quickly run through Trainwreck, I guess, is what makes sense. The last podcast we did was for the end of the tour, which Justin and I saw together, um, and it was good. Yeah. So Trainwreck, we promised to talk about this last week, and we never got around to it. Um, so my guess is that I saw it alone, I lost, and so I saw it first, I guess, and said, and asked you guys to all see it so that we could kind of unpack it um, as a critical <laughs> team of, of editors and filmmaker wannabes. Because um, I think what everyone would say is that, oh, how was Trainwreck? Not just us here, but everyone like in the 15 people we respect and just anyone would just say high-pitched voice, it's good. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't gut-busting funny. Right. No. It's more of a romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. Yep. And what else are you going to really say about yeah. it? Yeah. You could feel the apatowness in it. Yeah. For sure. 
Yeah, and I mean, he he makes... I think calling it a rom-com is almost a misnomer. Like, he does, he makes life comedies. Like, this, it's a lot about her dad. Yeah. And yeah. I do really respect that he goes for that stuff. But as we covered two podcasts ago, like, that balance between being truthful and entertaining... He's bricked it the past couple times, right. and I don't. I think this is definitely better for me than Funny People. Yeah, and this, this is, is forty, 40. Yeah. certainly better way better. Yeah, definitely. But yeah. it's definitely not. It definitely drags, um, and yeah. I don't think Forty Old Virgin or Knocked Up drags. No. Your initial reaction from this was that it was great, though. Yeah, I think it's great, and I think criticisms. I, I'm I'm ready to play defense on on criticisms because I I don't think it advertised it being. It said it was a romantic comedy. I think yeah. whereas I think, like Wedding Crashers said it was a comedy and ended up being a rom com by the end. Like I think that it's more interesting if you play um, defense, I guess, because like you you liked it, you didn't love it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I just liked it. Yeah. I, um, I think I was expecting a little more, but that might be just my shoe. I bias. think if if I had seen it first, I'd be playing the exact role that you are, Jay. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But because I saw, I think I saw it last, so I, uh, you know, kind of heard from Jay that he he got back from the movie and was he wrote down a bunch of stuff because he was really excited. And you know, it's a comedy. Like there aren't a lot of comedies that get made every year that are worthwhile. Sure. And this was certainly that. Yeah. Right. At the very least. Mm-hmm. But when by the time I saw it, just in the order of like the cookery yeah. crew, um, I, I looked at it and thought, like, this is this is fine. Like this is just fine. Yeah. Like no one if in the um Judd Apatow, you know, volume oeuvre. this is yeah, oeuvre. This is this is going to fit in just fine. Yeah. It's not gonna be one that you point at. It's not gonna be an outlier not on either side. And it's not, you know, not bridesmaid. This is forty. Right. And like um, as far as Schumer's debut, it's not Kristen Wig Bridesmaid. No. And yeah, it's interesting that you, you brought that up because I was actually thinking about that. With Bridesmaids in Bridesmaids, were there like really bad segments or jokes? And like maybe I just don't remember them because like we like that movie a lot. Well, there were still low points I think where it wasn't funny for ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely that, but I mean like but. bad jokes because there yeah. was a lot of that in this. Yeah, so there I, more swings. Do you remember when when Hater was yelling um, like when so Hater and Schumer were out for dinner, and they were um, he was eating like like a pig like he was just shoving food in his mouth. And like talking with his mouth open, and Schumer kind of looks over at him like, "What are you doing?" And then he calls for the check and is snapping his fingers and like, "Check, check, check, check." And it's like, She's he's like, a "You dick. do one of the two, one of the other." Um, she yeah. said, "Why was that in there? It just makes him so unlikable." Like, like yeah. the the whole thing about him like trying to get the waiter's attention is is at least that's a bit that you're yeah. doing, even though it's not funny or like it makes him like. It's unendearing, if right. anything. But like him talking with his mouth or like eating with his mouth open, what was the point of that? I think there's a great movie in there. Yeah. And I'd love to get my hands on that. Yeah. <laughs> Monstrosity of an hour, 50-minute movie and cut out 10 yeah. to 15. And I have specifics, but we won't go into all of them. But like the uh, perfect example is the funeral scene. I thought it was... An incredible eulogy, like she was yeah, great. very moving, yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then right after that moving scene that wasn't that funny, Tilda Swinton says, "This makes me wish I knew where my father's remains were buried." Yeah, yeah. Bad joke. Yeah, it, and it just totally changes your. It feeling. it totally <laughs> deflated the scene, and that's the thing. Swinton was kind of a waste. Oh, yeah, she was that bad. character she was, was just, bad. Uh, but I, since you brought up bridesmaids, or we were talking about, I want to share this quote from Wesley Morris from Grantland. It says, Apatow has been surpassed by his friend Paul Feig, mm. who did Bridesmaids and Spy. Right. And the Heat. And, and the Heat. Uh, who doesn't have to hunt for a joke. He has the assurance and preparation to build a scene, and often a single shot, around the lap he's guaranteed to get. Yeah. Wow. That's really interesting. Yeah. Apatow, it, it is a hunting. It is, yeah. he is hunting for where the joke is. It's like, oh, I'll just improv. Yeah. Right, right. And, but you That's don't true. really have huge laughs in his movies. Right. It's just right. a lot of like, like he, I think he, when she was talking to Brie Larson, the sister, they had a mm-hmm. good dynamic and mm-hmm. they're like, 
you know, how's the sex? Oh, it's pretty great. It's not the best sex I've ever had. And she's like, well, you don't want the best sex you've ever had, guy. He's right. probably in prison. Right. And Schumer right. says very naturally on beat, like, uh, well, I was thinking about maybe reaching out to him. Right. right. And it's full of those... That, I guess that's why I defend it is because I do think it's funny. Yeah. yeah I think absolutely. she's yeah. funny and I think there's good jokes in it. Yeah. But that's the perfect example of just a... Huh. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You know what's a shame about it is that Bill Hader, who, you know, all four of us love, and he's great. Like, he, he is really good at what he does. He was kind of wasted on it. Yeah. Um, like, he's not, he's not very funny. Um, and he, I, I guess what's weird about it is both him and Schumer play straight men in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, obviously, Amy Schumer's making jokes. But, like, do you remember at the beginning of this movie or, like, their romant- like their romantic relationship? They meet um, in his office, and she doesn't know. Like, she says, here's a picture of me and my black friend, and it's a waiter who's right. at her table mm-hmm. and is very obviously a waiter. He said, this is a waiter. Like, yeah. in if that's the world that I'm supposed to believe I'm, I'm experiencing, like, anything outside of that is... You can't, there's no basis in reality if you're making that joke. Right. And then, like, the, the, Rad, the Daniel Radcliffe movie. Ooh, let's like start the, there with the Marissa cuts. Tomei. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it is somebody, Just, what he needs to do, what Apatow needs to do is send his movies to an editor. Like, he, he just also can't needs be to involved. be friends with less famous people. Yes. Because yes. okay. then Marv Albert and Matthew Broderick don't make an appearance. That was weird. Wow. Hey Don't man. go ahead. Stand up for yeah, it. But I was yeah. fine Fuck with that. that. I, I thought that scene when Marv Albert nope. does his first play-by-play, that was one of my biggest laughs. What? Also, well, LeBron, LeBron's great. Yeah, yeah. LeBron's very. LeBron good. versus Hater one-on-one was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was tremendous. LeBron's like the like he's already in the discussion for the best athlete actors. Yeah. Even if you didn't love him, like who's he competing with? Right, right. Yeah. In yeah. one yeah. role, I thought the way he was written, like him being frugal, is definitely funny, and I didn't know that was. Coming. Yeah, that's yeah, good. yeah. yeah. Um, Split the check. I love that he just played the committed best friend like to the end. Like, yeah, like, yeah, that yeah. was my other laugh at that scene. Was Broderick says. And this is a bad line. It was like, wait, is he going to check my hip? Like after Hater leaves. Right, right. And they end it with LeBron saying, he would have if this went better. Yeah. yeah. Like, no one in the crowd laughed, but I was yeah, like, yeah, I can't one. believe they're still going for this. Yeah. 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 But it's too, you're, it's too many people. Yeah. yeah David Tell, get him out as the yeah, homeless guy. Right. Thought, yeah, David Tell was. It was just Schumer Method Man. giving him a nod. Get Method yeah, Man out of there. Method Man. Why do I need to see Method Man? And yeah, give. Why? Like, if you're going to put Method Man in there, why give him an accent that sounds ridiculous? <laughs> yeah. It was, it was all yeah. very straight. And like. John Cena? You <laughs> yeah. know who I, I, I saw his name in the credits, and I could not believe that was the same movie. Doesn't like he lot. look like a child, though, in the face? Like he looks like he's it thirteen. Is strange, yeah. There's something about him that doesn't Steroid look right. Stunt your face. Bro. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. I thought he was actually fine. Yeah, he was fine. Yeah, he was. I had no problem. But with yeah, this. in general, I mean, it's it's like an entourage episode. Like, why yeah. why are you just dumping Throwing a bunch of stuff? Cel- like, Tony Romo was in this, wasn't he? Yeah. Like, if you were gonna cut stuff, which thank you should, because it's too long. <laughs> the build up with the Cena relationship doesn't need to be that long. Oh, it's so yeah. long. And I already get that LeBron is playing against type. Don't also have John Cena as the sensitive. Right. He's saying yeah, that's yeah. Right. You don't right. need both of those. You don't need Pete Davidson. And it ending no. a scene with "I'm so high right now." Yeah, you right. don't need that. Yeah, the main character was just high a scene ago. Right, I get it. <laughs> she, um, Schumer was really, really good. I don't know, I don't know if I thought she was very funny. Um, she was really good as an actress. I thought. Yeah, it's, I yeah. Um, I thought she was a real her, person. Like that's why I think Hater didn't have that many funny parts either. Right. Yeah. They tried to sell you as feel for these two getting together. Yeah. Right. Which, you know, maybe you do less with Kristen Wiig and Irish guy in Bridesmaids. Yeah, which th- that could have used. Yeah. But, but I mean, still like, were able to the, sell you it can't make someone so funny and root for them romantically. Right. Bridesmaids is as close as you can get. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. she's hysterical. Yeah. Hilarious. If, and, um, yeah, you, you actually are by the end kind of rooting. But, yeah, I, I think I'm rooting for him. Yeah, that's kind yeah. of what it is. Yeah. Oh, definitely. You want him to be happy, yeah. and so if he gets yeah. with her, he'll be... So yeah. if, if Bridesmaids is an A, what is this movie? B. B? 
I think that's right. B, yeah. B, minus. and with some editing, could be an A minus. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. felt when I came out, I thought I really enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah. all the act or the acting for the most part was really good, and it it did kind of like I guess that's why I'm saying like I felt the apatowness. It's like everything felt a little elongated. Yeah, yeah. even like right. not just scenes here and there that I wouldn't have had in, yeah. but just like each scene. Like I get that he's he does things differently, and I like that. You know, like. You're expecting a cut and it just doesn't quite come or something. There's like right, a little extra right. breath yeah. at the end of it. You get the scene. sense they might have improbbed this. Or something yeah, like that. and you, yeah. you can right. kind of. I respect that, but also it kind of like when that happens in each <laughs> scene over 20 scenes, you're like, yeah. oh, okay, right. <laughs> it's tiring. Ready you know, maybe maybe the reason Bridesmaids would be like, I don't think it's an A plus. So if that's an A, maybe this is a B minus, is because there's no moments in this movie that approach. How funny a couple moments in Bridesmaids are, right? Yeah. No. Like the plane scene in Bridesmaids, and like there's there's a lot of great, but Bridesmaids could use some editing too, I think. Yeah, but, but again, isn't it framing like the romantic comedy versus right. comedy? We were excited for this, and I certainly was for months since January. We're like big summer comedy, yeah. comedian who's never done anything before. She's hungry. Yeah, this is gonna be a really fresh, funny yeah. movie to see in the theaters. Yeah. And it's not, um, but like, it is a romantic comedy, and um, it's a big studio one. And like, AV Club gave it a B plus and said a big studio romantic comedy infused with actual human feeling is a very rare accomplishment. Sure, which yeah. is fair. Yeah. I totally yeah. agree with all that. You know what's? Yeah. You know if what's, you judge it as a rom com, and I love it. It's one of the funniest I've yeah. ever seen. Yeah. Right. And sure. the ending, sure. I think the Nick's cheer. I think the cheerleader brings yeah. it back. Yeah, yeah. I love the uptown girl. That right. like she's kind of an uptown girl to him. Like she's yeah. kind of dangerous. You know what I think <laughs> the most disappointing thing about it is because it has all those elements working for it is that no one other than Amy Schumer is funny like who else is funny who else well yeah LeBron who else is funny and like Bridesmaids you have Melissa McCarthy I mean there's there's a lot of people in Bridesmaids that are funny it kind of seems like the sister would have been a great opportunity but she's full on straight man she's full on straight man and she's she's good at it but yeah she's not funny at all and like Colin Quinn Actually, I thought was pretty good. I, yeah. I expected yeah. to hate him. I, I thought he was pretty good. Yeah, yeah it's a good role. For David him. Tell was not funny. Bill I Hader mean, was like not funny, and liked, he should have been. You liked all the girls at the at the bridal shower, though, right? Oh, <laughs> Those quirky girls. Uh, yeah. Those archetypes. Yeah. <laughs> Cook Street fan mail. Fan mail question this week comes from Mike in the East Coast. Uh, if you were hired to direct and produce a 30 for 30 documentary, what turn would, it down. Unlikely. Not qualified. What would be your topic? So, um, respectfully decline, sir. <laughs> for our female or homosexual listeners. No. <laughs> for our uh, offended the, listeners. The, our art school types. Yeah, the art school types. <laughs> Uh, the 30 for 30 series is on ESPN and it's 30 minute documentaries, or I guess that's how it started. Yeah, it's not really all 30, it's usually like an hour. Um, 30, it's, so it's, uh, documentaries about sports somehow. Um, an interesting story, uh, in the sports world. So they've been doing this for like five years. Yeah, Something like that. Simmons started this. Yeah. So basically pitch us, pitch the viewer, a documentary about sports. Uh, a sports story, something that happened. Nate, let's start with you. Actually, why don't you do all four of ours? Um, well, here's the problem. I don't know. I, I've actually, this is embarrassing. Uh-huh. I've never seen a 30 for 30. That's not embarrassing it. at all. Okay. That's interesting. I'm not surprised. Cool. Some so I don't really yeah. know. I'm sure there is, but I don't really know what's been done. So I'm going to mm. just say what I think they should do. And we'll do. tell you if they've done it before. Yeah. Um, <laughs> have they ever done one on gambling? I think so. Mm. Uh, Maybe not. They do the Greek, because yeah, sports right. gambling is the reason that sports exist, right? Absolutely. Let's sports just book. put it out. Are you there. talking about sports yeah. book? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Like it's a great let's idea. get a let's see what's really going on. Under get some bookies, get some guys that do it online, get the guys that do it in mm-hmm. Vegas. Mm-hmm. I would watch that shit all day. Was the Ben Definitely. Affleck thing not a documentary? Was that like runner a, runner? It was runner in fact. Um, I know. I saw after I read afterward, it was not a documentary. Was it on sports? Uh, it's poker online yeah, runner, runner. Yeah. Oh, online. Just that was one of the people who like created sportsbook was like who that was based yeah, on, right? Yeah. But it's a yeah. poker setup. It was a poker right. site. But that would be. I would be very interested to see. Just like, I mean, it seems like every person that I know, every guy, 
is gambling on sports in some fashion. Heterosexual fan. <laughs> well, like, I, I talk to, like, the guys back home, and, like, it's, like, without, we don't even miss a beat. We ask, you know, it's, like, yeah. fantasy, like, what, who, who we like in this year, like, parlays, all this stuff. Like, everyone's gambling. Yeah. It must be, like, such a bigger industry than even people know. It would be interesting, yeah, because you would, it would, they talk chronologically about gambling and how the internet changed it. Yeah. Because yeah. obviously that's gone up. Oh, sure. of course. But there's still like talk to a shady bookie. Having a bookie is, yeah, but, I, could, but I, would, I wouldn't be gambling yeah. if I had to have yeah. a bookie. But that's right. the thing. We know, like, a bunch of people we know yeah. from back home use yeah. regular old bookies. That but crazy. these bookies now have to be less violent. Yeah, it's legit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're not like breaking, your legs. breaking down. Yeah, bring down the hammer. But I would just love for someone with some resources to get me like actual numbers. Like, on a Sunday, what is actually getting thrown down? Yeah, yeah. What is like the, like we hear these swings like in Vegas? It cost right. th- that point by the Seattle Seahawks cost a billion dollars, but like right. that must right. mean like ten billion overall. Right, right. I would watch that. Cool. It's yeah. a great segue into mine. Cool. Um, I'm sure this is coming. Like this has got to be. Uh, but Donaghy, I mean, I want to know more about that. <laughs> the NBA. Yeah, better. yeah, that's true. It's fascinating what yeah. he's been up to even like you could keep going with the story he used to like pack a bunch of like ten thousand dollars in cash around his thighs as he was traveling in the airports right yeah to is this a referee to, yeah. yeah the ref that bet on bet on games and fixed them sure yeah i remember <laughs> he didn't fix them <laughs> yeah he did they don't have proof of it what do you go to jail for then it Wait, was, betting on it was for betting Wait, he bet on games that he was coaching or that he was refing yeah oh yeah. well yeah he made calls that affected the point spreads in those games i guess it's not yeah. Those are just allegations, I guess. It's a, it's a blurry um, line. But yeah. he wrote a memoir, which maybe will yeah. <laughs> put some yeah. light onto that. But um, And I'm cool if we want to start like from his prison sentence. Oh, wow. <laughs> he, this guy is fucking crazy. He, <laughs> he divorced his wife. <laughs> we when don't he, want to see him in rapping school. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> he divorced his wife when they went to... When they went to jail, and he offered to give her a hundred dollars to support their four kids, a hundred dollars a week. He's like made. That was like he was like yeah. He was like I'll, I'll give Holy you a hundred dollars to support our four yeah, kids. He's like a made off level. Then wow. He he had to join a white power gang in prison to protect him because he ratted on other prisoners for gambling. No. <laughs> this guy's addicted to gambling, and he me? ratted them out. That's insane. He is now out of prison, and he has a website. Yeah. How long was he in prison? Uh, only like 11 months or something. Wow. Like it's not that crazy. Um, White collar crime. Yeah. He has a website called like, yeah, refpicks.com. <laughs> oh he recommends God, be- bets based not on the teams playing, but on the refs involved in the game and how that is likely to no influence way. the outcome. Because like he knows their style yeah. of refing. Or not like, like he like, knows who's... Also bought. <laughs> then, yeah, fair. But I think it's more like just the style gotcha. of riffing and how that suits the team. That's, That's like, crazy. I think if Jared started a site in a year that was Subway <laughs> Child Porn. Oh. <laughs> or it's like OJ just, right? just owning up to it. <laughs> just, uh, just exploiting it and just going, yeah. running with it. Yep. I did what they did. I Click did it. on it. Now I'm going to see. <laughs> now I'm going to help you out. All right, Jay. Well, at first, I thought 30 for 30. I was thinking the shorts, because they only do them like three Yeah, they have shorts, minutes. too. So the first thing I thought of was, uh, I really just want to tell Nate this. So last year, Jason Kidd, a head coach, uh, now, <laughs> two years ago, they were out of timeouts, and uh, they were lo- his team was losing, and so he wanted time to drop a play. So his one of his players was coming towards him, and he's got this cup of ice, and Jason Kidd says, hit me. And the play and his player like bumps into him and he drops his cup of ice like it was an accident. Uh-huh. And they so like have to clean up the floor and they drop a play. <laughs> and so but then they I mean after the game they, He got fine. He got yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. You can see the footage. He goes, he goes run into me. Hit me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so transparent. Like, he really so he got fine. Did they did they end up winning? He, they did get, they got a good look. Pierce got a good look. That's right. Yeah. Missed it. Good thing they uh, missed. But yeah, it I, was it's the funniest. <laughs> it's so a great crazy. short. It's really hard to like. It's like, a great short. They got 60 minutes, and then coach told me. <laughs> <laughs> There's no other sport where you can watch somebody cheat that blatantly. Yeah. yeah. Like like you know, Sammy Sosa breaking his bat and finding right. out it's corked, and he's like, "Oh, it was a Ooh. practice bat." Like, like if yeah. you see, but like, saying, you, hit 
me. It's like if you saw Tom Brady with the ball boy, be like, deflate these. Yeah, yeah. deflate these and then smashing his cell phone. It's great. The NBA does not have helmets. The crowd is a foot away from you. It's just the best. And he's a rookie. That was his rookie year. And it's like such an embarrassing. It must. The flop must have been. Whoa! It was pretty. Yeah, it was pretty. My eyes. And they were terrible that at that point. Yeah, and then he stopped wearing team. ties and they went on a winning streak. But uh, So I realized that would be too short. So I was thinking, well, who do I not... Who would I? Who does not get talked about enough that I used to love as a kid? Mm. Uh, Warren Moon. Sean Kent. Okay. <laughs> Warren Moon is who I thought of. And then I realized, like, oh, yeah, black quarterbacks. Like yeah. black, black quarterbacks have always fascinated me. I always was interested in Warren Moon, Randall Cunningham, yeah. Rodney Pete. Yeah. As a kid, cause especially in video games, they'd be the fastest. Of course, sure. Um, and then as yeah, I was, apparently there has been a 48 minute documentary made on e- an ESPN classic hmm. before, but that was 2007. Um, so that would have been pre a lot of guys yeah, like Russell Wilson, Cam Newton, Colin Kaepernick are all on the top 10 black quarterbacks ever to play. List that I was looking Egyptian at counts, huh? Egyptian counts. Okay. And that's the thing. The issues <laughs> I mean, at, in Africa. are really interesting <laughs> that... How much does color make a difference? Yeah. Like Kaepernick and Russell Wilson are definitely lighter. Yeah. And that has to play into it a little bit as to like, I mean, most of it's going to be about the struggles. Right. Yeah. Um, Especially when it first start, when they first start. And like the number of players that were quarterbacks in college that had to switch positions. Yeah. Strictly because of race to some degree. Like Brian right. Mitchell, Antoine Randall. Terrell Pryor. Just Terrell Pryor. They're yeah. doing it right now to him. Um, and what's Tim Tebow? What's oh, interesting about those <laughs> examples? What, yeah, what's interesting about those examples is they've actually been borne out pretty correct, and like it's not that racist. Um, and that brought me to the Wonderlick test, which yeah. is what the basically a decision-making IQ test they give you at the NFL draft, right? Yeah, which a lot of black quarterbacks score low on. Yeah. Um, so they've, it's been accused of being racist. Right. But, um, was it Jamarcus Randall's who I'm thinking of? Jamarcus yeah. Russell. Russell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Jamarcus yeah, yeah. Russell and like Dante Cole. He had all the physical tools, and then I just that's think the he thing. Was... And like, there's this. But whole... like any test, he's gonna fail. Yeah. Right. He didn't Vince, seem like Vince Young is the one that brought yeah. it to oh, attention. That's right. He was yeah. called an idiot. Really? And that turned out to be true. Yeah. Like it actually was Andrew, a really case. good predictor. Andrew yeah. Luck has like one of the highest scores right. ever. Yeah. It, it seems to. Re- Translate didn't, to uh, success. Didn't in the what's NFL? his name from the Vikings dude? Teddy Bridgewater, didn't he do really well though? Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. But I think the eight year like we I think talking about it, even though people have talked about this before, I'm sure this isn't an unprecedented subject to talk about. It's it's still like Obama is president. Like it's like he's the chief executive. <laughs> like a black person right. as a leader. That's very uh I'd say fifteen years ago, Jeff Blake and Charlie hmm. Batch. Like right. There, there's a lot that the lot lot that has changed, but they also who was Brooks, Aaron, Aaron Brooks? Brooks, yeah, Wait, yeah, Aaron Brooks. Was it Aaron Brooks? Yeah. Isn't that the there's two Aaron too? Brooks. Yeah, but yeah, the Saints quarterback. And you're always oh, that's right. There's always this like Jeff Blake speaking in code with um, yeah with race and sports of uh, a black player is athletic right. and a it's white the, player is smart. He's right. a game manager. Yeah. Right. And, and he's gritty is yeah, a white guy. <laughs> yeah, and no better yeah. place for that than the quarterback position, which is this like American white bread yeah, right. idea and Johnny I mean, Unitas. And it affects me. Like if a black yeah. quarterback is drafted and since I was a kid, I'm thinking he can run. Yeah. Right. And that makes me feel very shitty. Right. Because Bridgewater can't run. Neither could Leftwich. Yeah. Well, that's why they scored <laughs> well, high in the test. Yeah. Right. Because you have to compensate. But especially as a kid, you're just so tired of boring quarterbacks. Yeah. 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 Well, that's why Steve Young would be in it, too. And he'd be like, I was a black quarterback. Right. <laughs> Basically. Um, mine is actually also in the NFL, um, but it involves an orgy. Um, you guys remember the Minnesota Vikings boat oh. orgy? Yes, um, boat one. cruise. What? Yeah, so the, this was in 2005. Speaking of Dante Culpepper. Um, it was the weirdest like sports controversy ever is that so this woman uh, said called the police and said, "Hey, there are a few giant black men peeing in my yard." And so the police came to investigate, like, this racist call that, like, who cares? So they're being in your yard. Um, And they found uh, this, so this 
boatload of Vikings players went out on a, a lake in Minnesota. Like a boat cruise. Yeah, like a like booze a, it wasn't like a Viking boat. A Viking boat. <laughs> um, they were and, rowing it. And just pillaged an entire city. Um, and uh, so the, the more they investigated this disturbance, they found out that this, the Vikings... I guess Fred Smoot was the mm. the ringleader. Of course he was. Right. Smoot. Um, and he just brought in. Idiot. They apparently flew in prostitutes from like all over the country <laughs> to come out on this boat. Um, just have a- and just have a giant order. So this uh, the, from the Wikipedia page. <laughs> Stephen Doyle attorney for charter company said some of the sex acts alleged by witnesses to have taken place included masturbation, oral sex, anal sex, women on women, women on women on man, man on man, whoa, toys, double penetration, middle of the floor is a sex act. Is middle, that like on a boat? Middle yeah. of the couches is this is still what? his quote. Middle In of middle the of the room. This guy is so focused on distribution. Yeah, where the, where the, the he just yeah, they just walked in and like, oh god. It's all over the, the middle. Scanned the room with his eyes yeah. closed. Think on the couches are man okay. on girl coat on floor. I like to think of this guy i mean how did he was he trying to play it casual like he walks into the room and he's i mean who is this guy first off how's he said oh that was an attorney um who said like whoever reported this must have been like the bartender it says the cleaning crew reported finding used condoms ky jelly handy wipes rappers for sex toys and (laughs) said it was just incredible how it was left. Just Never incredible. in the history of this group of people have they left anything like this. Well, yeah. That's amazing to have respect for orgy debris. Right. This is incredible. I've seen a lot of strange scenes. Of, they did it up right. Um, one of the questions, this is still the Wikipedia page. It's just, it's so killer. Um, Bryant McKinney oh, uh, allegedly picked up a naked woman placed her on the bar, and performed conolingus in front of the crew and the other guests. Uh, the crew in a June 2013 Reddit, Ask Me Anything forum, oh. Fred Smoot referred to this act as running through the okra patch. What? <laughs> they call it okra? Wow. Um, so yeah, I mean, like, I'd love to know what happened. <laughs> It's a bad title, right? Yeah. Oh, nothing yeah. about Is there a question mark in there? No. No. We, we In the middle of it? Because that'd be strange. <laughs> we are it's your the, it's the crowd. We are your friends. Right, no, man. It's the crowd telling Efron, like, we love your music, man, but we are your friends. Well, it's party too. promoters, so he's saying, I think the party promoters are saying, like, hey, we're your friends. Come to our party. Yeah, that's what I was... So we've all seen this trailer. We're going to watch it later, but we've all seen it. It's all the trailer, um, Based yeah. on the trailer, what do you think it's about? Hmm. A guy who makes music with his computer. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a little slit Disjunky. in his eyebrow, <laughs> and he, you know, probably slams some dimes. He has a I don't slit know. in his eyebrow. He's got the buzz. Oh, and then he has to that. like he has the problem of like you know the industry is trying to like take him down. You know, Spotify is all on his fucking back. Nah, 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 nah. View count, sure. View nah. count, click, click. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting too heated talking about it. Please, let's just move on, man. Ev, what do you think it's about? Uh, it's about Zach F. And he's a DJ. I don't think he makes that much music. But I guess he does because he's talking about beats per minute, trying to get the crowd rate, crowd heart rate up. Right. Uh, and then he has to go corporate because he's not making enough money. And his friend's like, we're not going to make it out of this town. And he's like, yeah, we are. <laughs> With our well, art. I- <laughs> and I'm going to fuck this really hot girl. It's the girl from Gone Girl. Oh, wait, the one from Blurred Lines. Blurred Lines, Lines, yes. Oh, right. Not not (laughs) Rosamund Pike. Jay, what do you think it's about? Well, that's good. I mean, they they think it's the same. Yeah, Evan did it. (laughs) (laughs) We're not going to have this town. Not going to get it. We did it together. (laughs) Yeah, you said clicks a lot. (laughs) Clickbait, you know. I mean, I assume it's not a rise and fall story, but yeah, he's, he's a DJ who is not famous at all at the beginning of the movie, and then at some point. Get some success. So think you think when when the t- the title is "We Are Your Friends," yeah, you think that's about the crowd. Do how, you, Nate, do you think it's the about crowd the crowd, uh, like you know, saying, "Hey, we're we're your friends. You don't need 
you know, you don't need other fans. Whatever. Right. Or yeah. do you guys think it's about the people he made music with? I, yeah, I think, well, what I was going to say. It I, is a friend group. I think it's about the community. Right. I think yeah. the, someone said, let's make a EDM movie with Zac Efron. And then yeah. they said, let's make it about this guy. Right. Fill in the but blanks. It, there is a group of friends around him for the movie. So it could be that. Right. Yeah. Um, so I want to do two things that are a little unprecedented uh, for the Rotten Potatoes podcast. I'm going to tell you what it ma- has made at the box office um, in its opening weekend, and I'm going to read to you the description of the movie. Okay. Um, since I was surprised when I read this, too. All right. Set in the world of electronic music and Hollywood nightlife, an aspiring 23-year-old DJ named... Guesses? Guesses. First ja- name. Jax. Chad. Filibuster. Uh, 23-year-old DJ named Filibuster spends his days <laughs> scheming with his childhood friends and his nights working on one track that will set the world on fire. All of this changes when he meets a charismatic but damaged older G- DJ named... Nate. Chad. Malcolm in the middle. Chad. Uh, <laughs> named... Uh, James, actually, you guys got that wrong. Um, who takes him under his wig? Things get complicated, however, when Cole starts falling for Cole. James's much younger girlfriend, Ow. Sophie. Ooh, With Cole's forbidden relationship intensifying and his friendships unraveling, he must choose between love, loyalty, and the future he is destined for. I miss most of that. Because it was just so boring. What is he? He's a DJ, right? Yeah. Okay. And he meets an older DJ who has a hot girlfriend. So it doesn't seem like it's about the music much after. No, it's about He's him. One track. So basically, apparently. he has a mentor, and he falls for his mentor's girlfriend. Yeah. And I can't blame him, because the blurred lines girl. Yeah. Sure. That's true. Jake, can you see the score pretty well from there? Nope. Mm-hmm. Okay. He has a guess ahead, right? His eyes are locked on the middle oh, yeah. of the page. Okay. Um, it, this was a historic flop at the box office in, in the opening weekend. It made $1.8 million. What's <laughs> the budget? Uh, like it's not, it can't be like Battlefield Earth. Or, right. Still probably tens of. What was Battlefield Earth? It was like? made for 200 And I think it probably made like 70 Yeah. So it was made, for, yeah. So this was made for $6 million and it made $1.8 wow, million. Wow, six actually. is low. Yeah. yeah. But they'll probably get it back. Yeah, they, yeah, will. they will definitely. I'll, I'll, get, I'll give it back China. to him. China. I assume it would have been 20. Yeah. At least to make it. They'll have a column for China gross and Nate gross. <laughs> right. Gross um, <laughs> so you're excited. You guys are excited that Emily rushed to get the ASCII is in this, right? Um, uh, I mean, the hot blurred lines girl. Um, gotta be somewhat excited. Sure. Yeah. I mean, she's <laughs> she's super hot. She's that candy. Um, she's she's not an actress. Though, no, right? no, 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 no. Can you name anyone else in <laughs> she this? She pretended that Robin Thicke song was good. The mentor's got to be somebody, <laughs> right? It was. Good. Yeah, the old DJ, right? I didn't see him in the preview, but Billy Zane. Is there anyone famous in it? <laughs> Great guess. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Billy Zane wearing a Kangol hat. <laughs> it's actually Jeff Bridges. I feel like it was really this guy. <laughs> what did Eight Mile get? 76. This is not going to be as good as No, that. no. That's, that's the best <laughs> version. But that it's the same, similar, like, let's make a movie about rap. Right. And up and coming. Yeah. Girl complicates things. I don't know. That's every movie. Really, yeah. this, we're doing this because we think it's Step Up. We want it to be Step Up. Yeah. That's why I'm But there's no dancing. I'd love it if it was Step I mean, Up. I'm hoping yeah. this is really, I'll go tomorrow. really, really bad. Well, Step Up was mm. really good, right? The first one is amazing. Yeah. And the third one's... <laughs> Awful. Third one's awful, but amazing. Second one you can forget about. Fourth uh, you one. Can lose, yeah, lose the but one. the first one's actually a pretty good movie. Yeah. Um, Better love story than any of the other ones. Even with the fact you guys know that it got 1.8 million in the box office, so it hasn't done well. That doesn't necessarily re- reflect the score, or like the critical reception of it. Why is no one interested in this? Because it's yeah. Zac Efron. It's about electronic music. It's about a DJ. It right. seems to me like a thing that would, I don't know, people would see. They shouldn't Not have promoted. Op- they shouldn't have opened it the same yeah. weekend as Burning Man. That's where <laughs> all of the pe- those people are. You think the but Burning no Man had... 
No. Efron? Okay. No. <laughs> yeah. I think the, there's some people. For one thing, yeah. end yeah, of... Yeah, well, Burning Man's now pretty yeah. sellout. Yeah. End Culture. of August and, like, early September movies. Like, no one no one goes to the theater. Right. It's, like, February or something. Right. And I think maybe if, if you're looking at a music, something about rap straight out of Compton, and then this, <laughs> who's not... You guys want to know who directed it? Because it's yes. kind of funny. More than anything. Sure. Um, it was Max Joseph, who is a director and host, but not the main host of Catfish. Like a disease? Oh, oh. he's his like, brother. And they're not brothers. I don't... <laughs> I guess they not. must be brothers. No, there are brothers though, right? in no, that... No, because they have a different last name. There are brothers in that movie, but the guy that goes along with him is like... That's weird. Yeah, so he's done three things. Uh, no, I guess he's he's done hate, more than that. Have you watched Catfish the TV show? Yeah. No. He walks around with the little handy cam and gets filmed by a real film crew, <laughs> filming all three of them interacting, and they like they show sometimes from yeah. his perspective. And it's oh. like a shitty handy. Yeah, it's some shitty handheld. Yeah, it's terrible. Like it's just, just for, that's him wanting. It's to just for artifice, exactly. Like, I'm the cameraman. Crazy. No, you're not. <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, basically, this is his first real movie. Sweet. What do we got for the writer? Same, uh, guy. same guy. Same guy that wrote for, like, uh, Fox NFL pregame. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's He wrote the all guy... the lines for that robot. <laughs> <laughs> and then spike it. <laughs> uh, the writer is the same man. Oh, wow. Oh, um, wow. Oh, I know wow. Her, but also is this an Megan MTV film? Oppenheimer... Who has no credits? Mm-hmm. We bring up that Step Up was actually a serviceable movie. Is that is Channing Tatum way better than Zac Efron? Why not way? I think he's definitely more talented. Yeah. Do you? Can Efron Tatum? save something like this? Tatum's Tatum's gr- no, but that wasn't the thing with that movie, right? Well, yeah, he was, but he was great. I mean, there was, but he's great dancing. at dancing. There's some B plus chemistry, like maybe A minus. Well, they married. Yeah, they got, yeah, they oh, got yeah. married. But I mean, on screen <laughs> chemistry. Why does that voice happen for that? <laughs> but he married. Him. No question. Of it. But he married. Him. Had to back him but up. But like, with that I voice. bought, I bought that couple. Like, yeah. I. It's weird watching Chan- Channing Tatum in that role now because he's like he wears baggy clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like it's more urban than many yeah, of his roles. Yeah, it's very urban. <laughs> Um, but as time. a movie, that was pretty good. Yeah, no, I'm just—I feel like Efron's the only other thing to talk about. So it's just like—and we've—we've never talked about him before, have we? Well, but like, it's always <laughs> Two a other surprise movies. that he's good. Like in Neighbors, like no, I think Zac Efron's really good, and then that awkward moment happened to be good. But this—he's out here on an island. That awkward moment was not good in the eyes of the critics. No, but he's good at it. I, I mean, he's it. like, he's, do you think he's... this will be similar and that we will like it and the critics? No, will... I don't think we'll like it. Okay. <laughs> You've never seen Zach Miles Efron Teller. in something where you <laughs> didn't like him, right? Like, you cannot like the movie, but you always like Charlie St. Cloud? And it, did you see that? No. I saw it. 17 again? <laughs> I saw it. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> 17, 17 again was a great <laughs> That's that one I can do. Uh, the thing about this movie, so it's not going to be a good film. I don't think he's inherently lovable. Go ahead. Right. Okay. Yeah, I don't think so. Like, I think he. I think I'm capable of hating him. Okay. Even yeah. though I've liked him in the last couple things. Sure. Well, yeah. in the last one, in the last two it's things, he had Miller. Seth Rogen and <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, Neighbors was and lovable perfect. for other reasons, and then yeah, Miles Teller and yeah, but like he's one. he's he's so good in Neighbors because they make use of how like perfect he is. Right. And now it's just here's this perfect looking man with a perfect looking female who's right. a bad actress and what's his struggle, right? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's trying to make the perfect song. Right? right. Have you ever have Have you tried he's, to do that? He's probably yeah. he's probably poor. Oh, I this. doubt it. In he's this Hollywood, I bet they a, say he's yeah. poor, but he like has a nice. In the house. preview, though, he's like, yeah, <laughs> killer apartment. He's like yeah. with his friends, like we can't make it out of this town or whatever. Like I don't think they live in L.A. I don't think they live in L.A. at all. I think that it's like they go this? to Hollywood we can't nightlife. Make it out of this town thing, you're. Th- I think it's in the preview. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Uh, okay. The friend goes like, and they're wearing suits or something. He like tries to get them to go corporate. See, I, don't know I think it's there. they're tired of being in that world. I think they're like Skid Row kids. They're not like. I think it's LA like they're kids. they're tired of the Hollywood party nah, scene, and like he wants to make it to the next level. They're poor, um, and he wants to find true love. Because That's he's a, he's a human, you know. Mm. Who do you? Think? And then he sees a ten. Wait, he's human in this? And he is a ten. Yeah, he is. He's hundred. But he's not tall, right? 
No, he's short. He's, he's like, an actor. I think he's like five seven, five. Yeah, yeah he's five seven. Eight. I love that. As <laughs> at five nine, when somebody is like five seven or five eight, we can be like, "What kind of leading man a, is that?" He's a short guy. <laughs> well, I couldn't be a leading man. Neither can he. <laughs> Who do you think? Um, I'm sure at some point in this movie, they're talking about um, DJing, and they reference popular acts. DJ DJ Snake. Do you think? I think well, the Skrillex his name might come up. Skrillex right? will come up. I think Flying Lotus might come up. Oh really? Yeah, because I, I don't think it, they, they won't be like they're not fucking idiots. Like they're gonna try and do some of them. Maybe yeah. they'll even say Fly Dead Lotus. Mouse. I think like yeah. Dead Mouse and Cascade. And, yeah. um, Tiesto. 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 That's true. Like, because if you're gonna write this movie, yeah, it only takes five yeah. minutes. You probably have a couple of their songs in it. Yeah. Yeah. From right. someone involved, we... except only six million. So. All right. Well, let's check out the trailer. If you think I'm going to work for that guy, you're out of your mind. This is our future. No. I mean, Cole, are we ever gonna be better than this? James thinks you're really talented. Any successful artist. They have this moment where they stop being an admirer and they find their signature. Sounds have soul. Build them from scratch. Find new ones. Get your head out of that laptop and start listening to what the real world is trying to tell you. One of the worst ones we'll probably ever do. DJ Cole Carter. Stop it. And this, that, is no, no, I'm, I'm this is bullshit. This is bullshit. This has nothing to do with the score. All right, so Justin saw the score over the break. This has so nothing to do with the is. score. Oh, no? I'm, I don't care what the critics think. This movie is butt trash. <laughs> and you know it. And how many, I mean, like, Aloha ended up being really bad, but, like, we're, we're doing this because it's a punishment for the loser. Right. Not because this movie is interesting in any way. <laughs> yeah. Aloha will be worse than this shit. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what was... That's a movie just... experience. I bet you're right. It was the fucking this worst. This doesn't take itself that seriously. No. So what was that awkward moment? It was like 23 or 24 or something. Yeah, I think so. Because um... could this be that high? Could this be... That high? Could, 24? I mean, could I get the same score that... That awkward moment, at least in our eyes, had some redeeming qualities. <laughs> uh, that got 23%, 47 from uh, audience. See that? You know it got less? Nate, you and I have... Uh, how many times have you seen that movie? Not that many. How many? Four. Four. <laughs> Probably seen it like two and a half. Yeah. I've Three. seen it, I think, four times. Yeah. We were watching it the other day because it came on, and we couldn't do it. Yeah. It's true. Do you yeah. think this movie is going to be at least as redeemable? No. Okay. All right. So again, the um, the Cookstreet guys are all going to guess the Rotten Tomato score for this movie. The loser is going to have to see it on his own. Um. All right. So uh, before we sat, because Travis's computer was precariously in my line of vision, <laughs> I, that's not blaming you at all. <laughs> the computer was. Precariously is the adjective there that your line of vision is exact in the fact that I just left it, it there. It is not implying that, sir. It is not. A, what do you want That's me to ridiculous. do? Talk to you guys like this? <laughs> Crazy. I'm not blaming anyone. It was but, before know. we started this. I said this is where my computer was bound is. to happen. That's all it means. It's not your Same. fault. The fact that you're so podcast, sensitive about it makes podcast. me think you feel guilt. Before we started, I, I said, this is where my computer is. I will have the score here. And I said, I won't look. <laughs> it was precarious, for sure. <laughs> go ahead and go. We both took risks. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we did. It's a glass on the edge of the table. And I knocked it over, it. but it was precarious. <laughs> uh, so I wrote down the score 34. Um, and then we started talking about the writer-director. And in my head, I took it down. Mm -hmm. So What was your number? 21. Wow. Because my, my logic was, that's why I asked you what the rating was, because I was going to say, I'm going to do the score of the oldest person to see this in the theater. <laughs> that was nice. 21. Nice. It just made me super nervous. <laughs> You're fine. You're sandwiched hard. Really hard? No. All right. Um, I think that the subject matter... He has the posture of a sandwich. He just maybe like... could lend itself to a no. bump over. I was, I don't know what to expect at all. So I just threw out a thirty-six. God, you're so safe. Oh, thank just God. Just so close, though. 
So yeah, I think the same thing. Like, it's trying to be serious, so it's probably gonna be really bad. But even if like a third, you know, if they read these reviews as like one third redeeming, it's, that's thirty three. So you know, Efron's cute. I made it a thirty eight. <laughs> thirty eight is my guess. So I will be seeing thirty eight. Yeah. Wait, thirty eight, thirty six, and twenty one, and twenty one. Well. Um, I have bad news and good news. The good news is uh, we have an honest man in our mix. Yeah, why well, do you think my attitude's totally changed since I saw this consensus. We are your friends, both <laughs> magnetic stars, magnetic what? stars, stars? Plural, and glimmers of insight, but they're lost in a cliched coming of age <laughs> story as programmed as the soundtrack's beats. 43%. No, I just changed it from 43 to 38. <laughs> oh, wow. I just back that would have saved it. Oh, <laughs> man. God, you got to trust yourself. What, Jake, get, Jake, what blood alcohol level? No, no, no. Get really high. You'll have a yeah, great time. Maybe. I think that will offend me more as, a, as if someone wants to make films. This yeah. is not an easy thing. That's why I need to dumb it down with alcohol. That's fair. Are you going to get drunk by yourself? Yeah. Just get super horny. <laughs> well, obviously, Nate. Just get horny. <laughs> Nate and I have a backpack of beers. I'll tell him we're going out afterwards. <laughs> He'll pay for my ticket. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We are Cook Street Productions. You can find more podcasts, our web series, and our sketches on Facebook and YouTube or our website, cook street productions that's cook st productions.com follow us on twitter at cook underscore st and that was fucking clean yeah dog until you said that